0: With TD Ameritrade, you get everything you need to become a smarter investor. Get help from knowledgeable professionals. Get customizable trading platforms. Get investor education designed just
1: for you. And would you believe? Zero commissions on online stock and ETF trades. Get smarter with TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. Episode 7 of Your Fitness Business and COVID-19, a podcast from VirtuGym. This audio file has been taken from our webinar on April 28th. This week, Kaylan and guests discuss how to turn a crisis into a business opportunity, the competitive landscape that is emerging online, and whether you should be charging your clients during this time.
2: Welcome, everybody, to another webinar uh, where we're going to discuss strategies to face coronavirus. Uh, So we've been doing this uh, now for, uh, this is our seventh week. Um, and before we kick it off, I just want to say that this webinar is for, for everybody. So if, uh, if you, whether you are a, a studio, a personal trainer, a gym, or you work at a a organization like a YMCA or as part of a franchise network, there's going to be pieces in here that will be relevant to everybody. And so, uh, we've designed it so that this way we can, uh, talk about broad topics and not really make it, uh, super targeted at one uh, business model or another, so with that being said, thank you so much everyone for taking the time to join us today uh, special thanks to the panelists for for joining us uh, again so thank you guys so much for taking time out of your schedules and uh, sharing your wisdom with uh, not only the attendees here but also with with us we also really love uh, hearing what you guys have to say as well so um, yeah thanks on that one the other thing is uh, you guys might Feel like I'm a record on repeat, but we are hosting these in other languages as well. So if you know somebody who would like to uh, hear webinars that are in Spanish, German, Dutch, or French, those can also be found on the website as well. Uh, so feel free and you can join those or pass that along to any friends and uh, and that that you may have in other countries as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and kick off some, some introductions. So going over here to the my next slide. Junior, you want to introduce yourself? Hey
1: everybody. Thanks again, Kaylin, for having us. Uh, my name is Junior Leoso. I'm down here in San Diego, California. I am a small gym owner, amongst other things, and I've uh, been a virtual gym client for some years now. I'm looking forward to sharing some insight with you guys today.
3: Thanks, Junior.
4: Hi everyone hi my name is tim calice uh my background is uh spent a number of years heading in 150 unit uh, technology-driven fitness franchise uh, and most recently uh, took a role as leading uh, both gym launch and a company called allen uh, whose main focus is to uh, help get more leads to show without any more work on your part so looking forward to uh, the conversation today, because uh, really see lead gen as being a uh, uh, an important topic uh, as we kind of manage potentially the back half of what's going on uh, and look to kind of resume resume some semblance of uh, whatever the new normal might be. So looking forward to the discussion. Thank you, uh, uh, everyone at uh, gym for having me.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you. And then, uh, hi everybody. My name's is I'm the head of the U.S. market here for Virtue Gym. and. We are also joined by one other from our team, unsung hero on this one, so you guys can see him there as well, Derek. Uh, Want to go ahead and introduce yourself as well? Yeah, so I'm Derek. I'm the
5: director of corporate wellness at Virtu Gym. I'll mostly be be taking a back seat, but I'll really be navigating through your guys' chats and questions, and hopefully bringing up some of the the important ones to the
2: panelists. Awesome. All righty, guys. So as far as the agenda for today. What we're going to be discussing is uh, first kicking off with what we've been seeing uh, here in the marketplace. Uh, so from the conversations that we've been having from virtual gym with customers as well as prospects. So we've uh, seen some trends over the last few weeks that we wanted to share. And then additionally, just open it up to a, pa- uh, expert panel uh, discussion so that we can discuss, uh, the competitive landscape that we, uh, that we see, uh, evolving over the time now that we're, uh, multiple weeks into, uh, into, uh, COVID-19. And then additionally, uh, talking about the role of technology during this time as well. And I have Q&A in here at the end, but feel free and throw in the the questions throughout the entire presentation. Don't feel like you have to hold on to those until the very end. Uh, Like we said earlier, put those in the question and answer section, and we'll be happy to incorporate those throughout the, the dialogue as well. This piece here is just uh, also, you know, if we don't get to any questions with, throughout the presentation, we'll also have a spot reserved at the end where we can uh, hit some, some additional questions during that time that maybe weren't answered. So jumping into it, uh, what we wanna share from our side is something a, a little bit specific to, to Virtua Gym, but what we thought would be really valuable to share with the audience today so that uh, you can also reflect on, on it as well for how it represents maybe your business and where you stand, as well as how you might also be able to look at your competition. So what do I mean? So as you can see here from the title, it's, it says from verticals to attitudes. And so here at Virtua Gym, um, we have a lot of conversations with uh, a, lo- uh, a lot of different businesses and that are in the fitness space. And in order to be able to, to train our teams, which not everybody, is a a fitness professional. Uh, Some are just enthusiasts, others, you know, it's, it's a brand new area for them. And so when we're, we're having our, we have hundreds of conversations and meetings every single day with operators. And this could, this is either can be a gym, YMCA, a personal trainer, class-based studio, you name it. And so what we need to do is we need to try and find the Uh, most effective way in order to make sure that our team is able to have the highest value conversations uh, with all of you. And so what we've done in order to do that uh, is we've created an approach that's based off of what we call verticals and roles. So you guys might have seen something like this similar and you maybe use something like this similar in your organization uh, where it could be a customer persona or a buyer persona. Um, This is essentially that same process for us. So two things that you know, we typically start with is what uh, vertical or what business model uh, does an organization have? So are they a PT studio? Are they a class studio? Maybe their boutique have a little bit of a hybrid. Are they a mom and pop gym? And this can go on to athletic clubs, franchisees, a franchisor, uh, et cetera. So once we, once we have that uh, piece of information, the next thing that's important for us to know is what's, uh, what's the role of the person within the organization? So as you can see here, in order of hierarchy, you have you know, the wife at the top, the top, CEO, owner, manager, PT director, and it goes on, right? So once we have these, once we have these things, then we can create uh, models for our team so that this way they're able to have the highest value conversation uh, with, with a business owner um, in the most flexible way possible. So that's, that's what we use here in order to be able to prepare our team so that this, they, can, they can have these conversations. So um, unfortunately, this model hasn't been as effective uh, during this time. And that's because you guys are all looking at, at the market entirely differently from what, what we've seen. So in the last few weeks, we had to create another way in order to make sure that the conversations that we're having with these organizations are uh, are actually providing value to their businesses. So how have we done that? As you guys can see from the title, we've taken a switch from verticals to attitudes because it's simply uh, this old model isn't isn't enough anymore. So why am I why am I bringing this up now with with you guys and sharing a little bit about you know the the way that we look at the world. So for two reasons. Uh, one is we wanted to. Uh, Share this new model so that this way you can take a chance in order to to reflect on it and see how have I maybe been been looking at circumstances and Additionally, use it as a lens in order to look at your competition. So how do I think my competition is? uh, Situated during this time and is there an opportunity for me in order to take advantage of the difference between how we both view the world during this time? So without further ado, the the way that we did it is we looked at it based off of two different uh, ver- uh two different criteria. W- one is about optimism and the other is about the uh the business's proactiveness during this time. So we put that on a on a quadrant so that this way we can uh, show, show you guys what that approach uh looks like. So first let me let me give you guys a little bit of a definition as far as what we mean by these these terms. So by optimism, what we mean with this is how afraid are they of coronavirus? How long do they think is it going to go on for? So do they think it's going to finish next week? Do they think it might go on next year? And how resilient is their business and business model during this? And then the next one is proactiveness. So this one here is you know, how entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, that's a tough word today, <laughs> are they during this time? Um, do they see... Uh, do they see themselves moving into the online space or other business models? Are they absorbing competition? Uh, are they being more proactive as well during this time? So those are the two, the two, um, uh, definitions. So, like I said, we put this on, on a spectrum. So on the Y axis going up and down, you have the pro the proactiveness. So if you're, if they're not very proactive, that's on the bottom, but if they're super proactive and doing a lot, that's up on top. And then on the bottom, you have optimism. So, do they think that this is going to be short term and not really have an impact? That'll be closer to the left. Or, um, I'm sorry, I misspoke. That's on the right. And then, or are they fearful of this? And do they think that this is going to be something that is impacting their business? So, they're less optimistic. That's on, on the left. So, as far as shedding a little bit of light on these, on these quadrants, so if you are so pro, not very proactive, and um, you're at this, this bottom rung here. And so if you're not proactive and you're on the far end where you're looking at this as doomsday, that's the left, le- left, far left and bottom here where you basically crap the bed and you're like, oh, our business is doomed. Um, moving over a little bit to the right then it, where you have a little bit more optimism so maybe you don't know Uh, how to adapt, not sure if it's worth the effort in order to adapt uh, during this time. And then on the far right, uh, if you're not proactive, but you're more optimistic about the duration of how long COVID may last and uh, and that, maybe you've looked at it and said, ah, no big deal. We'll shut the doors for for a couple weeks and we'll reopen later when everything is blown over. So that's rung one. And then additionally, the different views of optimism during that time. Moving up, so a little bit more proactiveness. Uh, you have on the far left side, uh, where this is you're looking at it a little bit more fearful. Is you need and you want to adapt more, but you're not sure how to during this time. So, going over to the right, where you have a little bit more a little bit more op- optimism about the s- circumstances, uh, you might feel like I've I've done I've adapted enough now. I'm happy to hold on uh, to what I've what I've made changes on until the changes. Uh, blow over. And then on the, on the farthest right, pretty similar to this one, you know, I've, uh, I've adapted to the bare minimum. I really have no sense of urgency. This is gonna, this is gonna blow over here pretty soon. And so on the very high side of pro, proactivity, now uh, you have uh, things that are a little bit different. So on this, you know, if you're super proactive but fearful, then you, you need, you want, and are taking actions to implement new business models potentially in order to be able to uh, compete in, uh, in this new uh, potentially long-lasting world. Over to the right, a little less so. You, you, feel, you feel fine regardless of the circumstances, um, but it could be a good opportunity to expand. And then lastly, on, on, the, on the far right is, yeah, it doesn't really matter if this, uh, this blows over or not. I think my business is gonna make money in, uh, in a situation regardless of wherever we're at. So that, that sets up a little bit of how we're kind of looking at the world now so that this way we can, we can have the, the conversations. Uh, during this time, um, we're gonna shoot out of the poll, but before we do so, a little bit of, a, of an explanation as far as what this looks like. So the poll is gonna have a couple numbers in there, one through nine. Uh, and so this is number one, moving over is number two, this one here is number three, and then like a phone four, five, six, and then seven, eight, nine. So we're gonna send it out to all of the people here to, uh, today, so that this way you can uh, take a time, take a little bit of time in order to reflect, answer where you think that you, uh, you might be in as far as what quadrant you're in. We're gonna wait for those uh, to come through, uh, and you know while we're while we're waiting on that poll in order to come through, and uh, gonna go ahead and just. Uh, kind of zo- zoom out and just discuss this as well with, uh, with, our, with our panelists. So uh, Junior, you know, when you kind of take a look at this model here, you know, what is it, um, how do you personally take a look at, you know, maybe reflecting on yourself what situation you might be in?
1: Uh, this is like me from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. in every day. That's like the whole thing. I like that. <laughs> 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 I have my coffee. I have my coffee right around the uh-oh moment. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I'm the king. I figured all this stuff out. No big deal. And then it cycles again every day. Uh, But no, seriously, I think that um, hopefully we're all up on my top ring, you know, for the people that have taken the opportunity to get on here and take time out of their day to listen in and learn. Probably I'd assume most people are there. I know I am. Uh, I was very optimistic from the beginning. That's a, a, a nature, part of the nature of the business, I guess, and the people that are involved in this business. Uh, Also, we felt very comfortable from the beginning with the software and the capabilities of the software to help us make that transition. So yeah, you know, as a whole, we're always optimistic, right? But uh, we pretend like it's going to be trouble forever so that you're steadily preparing for everything. And uh, I think that's an important factor for people to realize. It's one thing to be hopeful, but it's another thing to be prepared and make sure that you've got your systems in place. Um, which, which can start every day. And it could be a daily process depending on the size of your company.
2: Mm. How about, you know, if you kind of take this same model and reflect on maybe what some of the competition is doing in your area, um, what, what are you seeing with, with competition? Right Um, now, you know, I'm in a,
1: I'm in a very unique city. Uh, San Diego, California might have more fitness centers uh, than just about everywhere else in the country, besides maybe Seattle, uh, which is kind of ironic. But um, so the competition here is stiff. I mean, it's big time here. And I really do believe, and you know, on our social media discussions with uh, local coaches and, and trainers here, uh, I've been saying since the beginning, the cream's going to rise to the top for sure. And I don't mean that in a negative way for people that are going to miss the boat, but I do realize that times are changing. Um, especially for guys like me, who I, I, I did not, uh, I was not a social media head. I did not really put a lot of my efforts there. Um, so this is going to force a lot of people to adapt, which is a good thing. It's a horrible scenario, and it's a horrible reason. Uh, but for business, this is going to be a good thing. Everybody's going to come out better, or you might come out lacking. And I, I truly believe that. my My neighborhood in particular already have had uh, a handful of businesses announced their closures, and that just happened in the past 10 days. It is very unfortunate. Um, but on the flip side of that, there's just more opportunity for the guys like myself who are uh, going to stick this out for sure.
2: Wow. So a couple people already have turned up shop then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be some big news to come. I mean, with the, with the, With the very large players, the largest players in the country, there's going to be some big news to come with guys like Crunch Fitness and 24 Hour Fitness uh, for their centers that might not have been doing so well. And maybe they're looking for a reason to move on. Um, And we have both of those, you know, uh, in a 10 block radius here. I think we have uh, something like 56 fitness centers and 56 or 56 uh, personal training studios right here. So mm-hmm. we are in a dense population. There are many areas in my neighborhood where there are two to three fitness centers or personal training
2: students on the same block. Yep. So as far as, uh, you know, what, like what types of businesses that you think are going to be succeeding in during this time, you know, what, what do you think uh, is going to be that differentiating factor that's going to make that cream rise to the top?
1: Twofold, Uh, we've talked about this in the previous webinars. One is gonna be your client relation. So this is gonna make you get back into the grind again. The reason we're in this business or probably have been successful in this business previously is because it's a people business. Good coaches have good relationships with their clients. They have really good relationships with their staff. And this is gonna make that even more necessary I think from a bird's eye view, if you look at the companies that are struggling, uh, almost always are the guys that have a very weak link relationship to their clientele and their staff. Uh, Some personal training studios that have, you know, contracted personal trainers, they're all 1099 trainers. They're starting to break up and disperse because there's really nothing gelling those guys together. Mm -hmm. The second thing is whether or not you utilize and adapt to today's technology. We have to swallow the pill that you need to be online at this point. Obviously, Virtua Gym has allowed everybody on this call just about, including myself, to do that very easily uh, in the sense that we could still manage control, uh, create memberships and create training and monitor that from our cell phones and laptops. So those two things have to be a must. If there was ever a thing that people can take away from my perspective on these calls is to get back on your phone get back on your phone and call your people. Do not send them generic text messages. Do not just leave it up to your social media post of the day. Get on the horn, call 20, 30 people a day, assign your staff to do the same and make sure that people are okay and all right. And that you're not just patting their backs when they're, when they're paying your bills because now it's our turn to return the favor.
2: Yep, yeah. Tim, uh, it's, it's, I think you mentioned in the last call, you run four facilities yourself as well, right? I do. And where are they located at? Uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. So as far as, you know, what you're seeing, what you're seeing there with your, your organizations, how, how, how have you seen the change as well within the competitive landscape for your facilities?
4: Yeah and uh, as both I I own and operate four locations myself but we also consult uh, and coach uh, approximately 2000 gyms worldwide uh, so we've got a lot of data around this uh, and I think the, the the thing that I would I would ask you to think about is obviously everyone's familiar with the phrasing you know in every crisis there's opportunity uh, But what is the permanent mark, you know, what is is coronavirus enabled in the marketplace that otherwise wouldn't have happened? And what I mean is, I think we just pulled forward 10 years of transition into about three months. Because if you look at kind of buying behavior today is about personalization, customization, convenience, things along those lines, and I think we're going to see the equivalent of a of the transition, almost around like when we went to Blockbuster to Netflix, you know, people value convenience, they value uh, loyalty and uh, specificity and things like that. So, you know, what we're seeing is we we advocate. We, I don't I don't think online coaching or uh, uh, online engagement is is going to go away anytime soon. I think there's going to be a reversion back to. There are people that are kind of banging the doors down, waiting to get back in. Um, but I we're seeing kind of the indelible mark of I really like that one-on-one kind of reach outs that I was getting. And for someone who might be used to, uh, you know, a small or large group kind of coaching uh, scene, uh, one-on-one support, I think, is going to continue to build. Uh, And I think as coaches and folks that are aligned around an outcome for our clients, uh, I think that will not go away quickly. So there's, you kind of Mm -hmm. have to kind of take take apart the idea of, uh, you know, what does fulfillment look like? Kind of what are the, what are the workouts look like? And then uh, that might be able to be done in a group. And for those that have a, have a physical facility. Um, but I think the one-on-one kind of treatment and focus, uh, I think is going to remain going forward. And then from a business perspective, I think there's a lot of folks that we've spoken to that were equating success to revenue, not success to income. And so we've seen a number of folks who are running a, you know, if they had a $15,000 a month rent for a 10,000 square foot facility, which all of a sudden shut down, they might have been able to retain two thirds of their, their members, their clients. Uh, the high cost goes away. They might have a slight reduction in revenue, but their income just went through the roof. So I think you have to kind of think about what kind of business do you want to end up with? And, and I think you're exactly right here, uh, Galen on kind of the, the proactivity versus optimism some of it's in times of uncertainty, you got to find the areas of control. And in that, what do you, you know, how do you want to deliver value going forward and what do you think people will value going forward uh, and, and think about those things uh, rather than the marketplace kind of dictating what that might be. Yeah.
5: So, yeah, so great points. Yeah. And, and based off what you said, uh, Tim, it's interesting. I'm actually looking at the, the results of the poll. Uh, basically, were in the top left in that needs and wants to roll out new business models. And then another quarter or another 25% found themselves in the needs and wants to adapt more, but not sure of how to. Um, So you've already touched on it. Could you maybe elaborate a little more? So what specific areas would you encourage them to look into to start looking at their processes or, you know, you know, business functions, et cetera?
4: Yeah, so how how we would think about it is kind of in twofold. So what what does demand and lead generation look like? And then what does fulfillment look like? Uh, And so I'll give you an example. Uh, Prior to coronavirus, we at Allen were generating leads. So our our core business is taking someone from being an opt-in to getting them to walk through the physical, you know, the front door with a credit card, ready, willing, and able to be a buyer. That was where we were focused. Uh, And we do it in a fully automated fashion. So up until coronavirus, that was our main mandate. Well, all of a sudden, overnight, all the the physical facilities basically shut down. uh, And in a period of about 72 hours, we transitioned our entire business from uh, generating somebody walking through the door to doing a phone sale. And what we saw very quickly was we were actually able to get a lot more people on the phone in comparison to getting the number of people to walk through the door. So we had a higher kind of show rate, if you will. But Mm -hmm. what we saw almost immediately was closing rates plummeted. Even the guys that were good at sales in club, like in person or even over Zoom, um, we saw, you know, even if they were closing two out of three or three out of four, they were all of a sudden closing one out of four because a different skill set was required in order to make that successful. And because we have data on this, it took an average of 26 phone consultations until all of a sudden it was like the lights like turned on and we went, they went from doing, you know, closing one out of four to now they're closing two out of three or three out of four over the phone. The interesting thing though is cancellations basically went to zero during coronavirus because everyone was at home with time on their hands. So I think specifically around, you know, don't be afraid of acquiring a new set. It's not, the, it's not the process. It might just be a learning that you need to, to, uh, to take on and adapt to. Uh, and so there's a little bit of learning curve there. And then on the fulfillment side, uh, we basically switched most of, our, uh, most of our clients switched to some kind of remote, either exclusively remote or going forward, a, a hybrid solution of some kind. Um, and I think people still value that one-on-one attention and trying to figure out, and, and we espouse a business model of uh, basically a high, uh, high margin personalized experience, because I do believe uh, that the marketplace will still value that going forward. So you kind of get you get the benefits of both sides, depending on what you what you want to have going forward. And again, we have we have people that are literally walking away from their club saying, you know what, as a coach, I really didn't want to be a business owner. I wanted to really be a coach and I wanted to be an advocate for my clients. And I've now found a way to do that from the comfort of my own home uh, in a way that's either a lifestyle business or, or potentially even a higher margin business with a, with a handful of coaches.
5: Excellent. And I think maybe just one last question for, for junior related to the poll, um, what we saw and I was surprised to see is there's actually kind of a a couple people who were down there, um, kind of in that eight quadrant. So basically don't know how to adapt and not sure if it's worth the effort, obviously. Um, you're a very motivating individual. But aside from that, you've been very successful with your your business. I'm sure when you first started, you probably had some doubts as to whether the stuff was going to to work out in your favor. And fortunately for you, it has, I guess, was there any kind of advice or recommendations you would kind of give them to get out of this mentality and start thinking that, hey, I need to do this. And it's very likely that it could be successful.
1: Yeah, um, great point. And this is a This is a solid one for a lot of people. Number one, understand that this is truly possible. A lot of companies are already doing it. So this is not a gimmick. It's not a what if you could. This is a very tangible thing. So that's number one. Number two, the systems already exist within this software. So make sure that you're asking for help. I am by no means the tech guy, but what I am is persistent. And there's probably a few people on this webinar who were sick and tired of answering my emails, but I got some questions done and I figured out how to maximize the system in a way that was necessary. And third, but not least by any means is you don't really have a choice. If this is the passion of your life, if this is the passion that drives your business, you have to adapt. There's no more in house for now. So you can either wait on the side till all this blows over whenever that is, or you can jump on now and start implementing your business now. So step one, understand that it's very possible. Number two, get as much help as you need. There's a lot of people already implementing this, including myself. I'd be more than happy to help you. And number three, you don't really have a choice. Number one, you can either get on or you can
4: find something else to do. Uh, That's the reality of the situation. I just want to add it before I move on. That So we're, we spend a lot of time on lead gen and, and demand generation. All the way through the last six weeks or so, for those that have continued to run a lead generation program of some kind, are going to come out of this in a much stronger position than those that hold on. So I think Junior is exactly right. You know, I think you don't really have a choice and your competitive landscape, the competitors around you are, are going to be proactive, even if you are not. And so I think the question that I would ask everybody is, you know, when we come out of this in the next you know, two, two months, uh, two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, whatever it might be, you know, do you wanna have a full gym? Because that is absolutely possible with, with numbers that we're seeing. You know, we're getting uh, somewhere between 40, around 40 to 45% of all leads to actually come to a phone call and with what we're seeing right now for, uh, for uh, like Facebook ads, if you want to run paid ads, they are relatively less expensive than they were even two months ago. So there is opportunity if you want to find it. And I think that all just depends on the lens that you bring, um, but just know that people are out there and they are desiring of the services that you have and Virtue Gym and a number, number of other platforms can, can either be used exclusively or in combination to Junior's point uh, to, to be able to fulfill on this. So
2: yeah thank you guys for 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 adding uh on that i think uh a lot of us- r- uh, right now we're talking about you know making sure that you are taking this opportunity in order to to be proactive and obviously our 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 urge is to try and try and get organizations in order to move up on this uh proactive uh, access uh in terms of what you're doing in in order to get offensive during this time um and with with that kind of uh, kind of being said, you know, also take the t- the time in order to look at how, you know, wh- where is your competition at during this time? Um, where are you at? Where do you want to be? Um, what what we've seen, you know, what we've seen here is that there is a difference in terms of, you know, what these customers are uh, have in place in terms of their business based off of their proactivity. So, um, as you start to go up, some organizations are just sitting there with this, the same business models waiting for this to blow over. But as you start to go up that proactivity section, you know, others have adapted, you know, so they've changed the, the function of how they're engaging with their, their members and then have switched that over to, techn- uh, to a more technology forward uh, way in order to make sure that their members and their personal training clients are still getting the same service. But we're just changing where that's, where, where, where that's happening. Um, and then even uh, higher on that proactivity is I'm going beyond that and I'm going and, and this has opened my, my eyes in order to see that there's other business models that would uh, all, take advantage of the same exact skills and value that my brand is offering to clients. But I can also make money on, on this outside of a traditional in-facility membership. So those are some of the things that, that we are seeing um what we, what we did as well is you know just to kind of drive drive this home is we we threw this on on the timeline this is all about making sure that we're adapting uh, our businesses and adapting to circumstances that are around so in the beginning there was shock you know everybody you know was was realizing that oh man we're gonna have to potentially shut the doors and uh and stop our business and you had people who who went and they adapted they they uh either froze and uh, their memberships or started offering different uh, services in order to make sure that they're engaging don't stop here uh, we, we urge you guys not to stop here use this moment in order to adapt again so that this way you can compete and so differentiating by offering flexible packages as well uh, whether it is hybrid models of in person and online and online training uh, or out and out online for people who may not have that uh, ability in order to come to your facility because of geographic restriction. Um, the point is, is that, you know, as, a, as a wise man once said, <laughs> it's not the strongest of species that survive um, or most intelligent, but the people who are willing uh, to adapt and to change uh, during these times. So um, I'm going to pause here for just a sec uh, as well. Um, Derek, did any I'm not monitoring the, the, the questions right now because I don't want to make sure that this screen gets blocked out. Any questions at this point that came up? Yeah.
5: yeah, I think one that could be important to be brought up at the moment, and I think it's uh, maybe we'll start with with Tim, your feedback first, but Junior, obviously happy to to add on as well. Uh, basically, they specifically made the decision at their company to actually turn off paid advertising. Because they didn't think that it was appropriate, given that uh, their centers are closed, is the scenario you had mentioned, to continue to kind of pay that advertising and promote it. So did you have a recommendation on kind of when to, to turn the ads back on? And I guess it comes back into being proactive and trying to identify
4: you know, when's the right time to, to retarget them. Sure. So a couple of things. Uh, so the first is like post 2008, and this was actually something that came up on an earlier webinar. Um, in 2008, what we saw was even though the economy obviously uh, was much softer than it had been prior, um, cancellations of memberships actually was fairly muted. And the reason, the number one reason why people talked about why they kept their memberships to either a personal training facility, small group training, or even community-based large group concept was because in, a, in the backdrop of uncertainty and chaos, they felt like it was something that was in their control. And we're seeing something very similar right now. Clearly, there's been financial impacts across the board, but we are seeing average tickets of, average front-end cash of about 110 to $120 down with an average contract value typically of somewhere in the neighborhood of $2,500 to $2,000 per year for a long-term like continuity EFT type membership. So the reason why I mentioned those numbers is because we, our clients and and even us, the four clubs that we have obviously have taken, uh, have had some, some impact over the last couple of months. But if you can do, if you can run advertising and get your money back immediately, it will continue to help, fuel the next round of growth now your point is really well taken uh i think it was amy um around kind of the sensitivity of it like the world is crumbling around you how dare us you know go out and advertise for positivity i will tell you right now and you can probably see it in every other meme on facebook where it's people are going stir crazy and we have chosen to take a definition of health and wellness and and coaching to be not just physical but also what else are you doing And People are, their ears are loud, they are looking for leadership. So you can absolutely, and it doesn't have to be aggressive, but what we are seeing is everything, and and quite actually on that point, fear-based advertising doesn't work anymore. It worked for about the first three weeks because nobody knew what was going on. And I can tell you in hard numbers, don't run fear-based advertising right now because the world is not ending. People are actually feeling much better now and more optimistic now than they were even two or three weeks ago. So it has to be positive. Who do you wanna be when you come out of this? We, we actually trademarked the Quarantine 15. Do you wanna be the person like the freshman, like the freshman 10 or five or whatever it is. You know, like Do you wanna be the person that comes out of this with every excuse? Or do you wanna be the person that comes out of this knowing, you know what, despite everything else, this is what I chose to do. Uh, and again, obviously it helps with conversion in the short term if you have the ability to fulfill immediately rather than trying to sell for some f- unknown future date. Uh, but if you have some way to absolutely fulfill, to fulfill some kind of uh, either workout program at home via, you know, so, uh, like a virtual gym or, you know, uh, uh, one-on-one support, the number of people that we have had. So we, in our clubs, we actually started like a, like, a, uh, like a coffee hour every day. And we did it just because people were missing talking to each other. And it became the most popular hour of the day just because our members who, like, they, they needed camaraderie. So what value do we bring? We were a connector in that case. And people were paying for the right to be on those calls. So I don't take too narrow of a view of, of what value you can deliver. Uh, people are out there in need and saying, you know, this is who we are. We're taking a leadership position. Everybody else is kind of quaking in their boots, you know, huddled at home. We're here for you. And we know, you know, in, in times like this, uh, you know, you might need, you, you need someone to look to we've got the program for you, we're the person to trust, et cetera, et cetera, and it does establish you as, as a leader in in the marketplace without a doubt, because everybody else has gone silent and,
5: and piggy back off of that, and I think junior I'd like to get um, your addition to that, but the other question that comes into this and I've had the, the pleasure of, of hearing you speak on previous webinars as well. So I already know a little bit about it, but I think it would be beneficial for others. Um, so specifically related to what, what Tim has mentioned and, uh, you know, the questions that are coming up, we know that this is a potentially a, a short-term period, but we don't know how long it will be. So what have you done with your, your memberships and maybe recommendations you have uh, for maybe memberships that are, you know, a month long, three months long, given the, the uncertainty at the moment?
0: Uh, yes. First off, Tim nailed it when he said, don't be too narrow-minded in your approach. Uh, For a lot of coaches, and I'm just gonna use a general guy, if you're just a, um, if you're a one lane guy and that's how you make your living, for example, if you're a strength coach for high level athletes and you live with barbells, uh, right now, that's gonna be a very tough gig to run. This is a great time to maintain the clients you have and expand your education. Get online learn how to do something else how to sprinkle in a better uh a better technique a a, another level of coaching uh so please take take heed heed to that because uh that's a massive one don't be too narrow-minded in your approach secondly for the guys that for the question about what would you do with the short-term and long-term memberships there are definitely options if a lot of you guys out there like myself have a smaller training studio or mid-sized gym uh, chances are you know probably 100% of all of your clients or you should know 100% of your clients. There are many of those guys who go to that gym because of you and because of the staff that you represent and help, have helped put together. You've got some options here to get your cash flow back up and running. One of the options that we implemented was giving a discount for prepaid memberships for the remainder of the year. So let's say for easy numbers, your membership was 100 bucks a month. What we did is we out a blanket offer for anybody that wanted to do uh, prepayments for the rest of the year and offered a 10, 12, 15% discount. And there were a lot of people who were in love with that idea because they never had plans on leaving ever. So of course they took the discount. Secondly, the people with the short-term memberships were gonna give in a couple of options. One, they get a free membership for friends and family, or they can cash in on private lessons when the gyms return or online. In my specific situation, we have coaches in different genres of training, which is what makes us a little bit special. So we have one strength coach, one breathwork coach, so on and so forth. And so for our clientele to get access with a private Zoom lesson with our breathwork coach was a very big value and it was a very big ad. And it was no big deal for them because A, they like you guys, all of you guys and girls are probably likable, which is why you're good at this business and B, they care about their health and wellness, more than ever. Another point that Tim made that is spot on is people are looking or at least realizing how much they can do for themselves. Even living in a place like San Diego, California, I have never seen so many people jogging on the street. I've never seen so many people walking and jogging in groups on the sidewalk because now people realize oh yeah, I can do this. And oh yeah, 20 minutes of a run or a 10 minute meditation class is not that difficult, right? Because they've had long enough in a weird way, good for everybody on this call, our people, our client base has had long enough to realize, ah, I do have time for this. And yes, I can benefit from this. So making sure that you come from a place of purpose and come from a place of of care, because when this all blows over, that's how they're going to remember you don't go with the fear-based uh mantra come from a place of how are you going to be remembered tim said it how are you going to be remembered once this is done when your doors open again are they going to go no way or are they going to be like thank goodness that guy helped me get through and i cannot wait to be a part of that so a lot of good content there guys make sure you guys are taking all that in for sure
2: awesome guys so i am Switching gears, I'm gonna go ahead and move a little bit into the role of technology uh, during this time. We've been scratching the surface a, a little bit, uh, but want to take a time in order to to uh, take, take a little bit of a deep dive. Also for the audience members who are, who are here, yeah, feel free. Uh, this is the moment in order to ask the, some of the nitty-gritty questions about the details as far as how's the what's and and in order to be able to uh make sure that your business uh is maybe learning uh some other cool things that you can implement using technology during this time so you know as far as uh from the from the virtual gym side um a lot of the things that uh, we've kind of talked about in the past in the past meetings um we just kind of want to give you a sense of the view and many of you guys are virtual gym customers but if you're not here's a little bit of an overview on some of the things that we are able to help with so from from our end you know what what we want to do is make sure that you're able to to have a, a an offering that is attractive enough in order to be able to get people in order to to come in so it could be accessible packages like a digital membership so d- during this time so the platform will provide you with an opportunity in order to be able to offer a digital membership to uh, to your members during during this time. Additionally, should be thinking about you know how am I going to be engaging uh, with uh, with people during this time. So, customers already that you know you've had maybe um, already great relationships with when they're coming into the facility. This is also the moment now in order to make sure that you don't stop. You make sure that you're uh, able to continue along with those things. So, you know, our uh, you this is the, the bread and butter of, of the, the Virtua Gym system. So this is where you can use the, the uh, touch points within the platform that are going to include things like a workout builder, a nutrition tracker, the ability in order to launch challenges for them to, to participate uh, in during this time. And then lastly, making uh, uh using the network that exists of your customers in order to make sure that you're growing your business and having them promote it uh be word of mouth and sharing these things with their with their clients or with their friends sorry so i don't want to jump into uh the virtue gym system any more than that if you guys are interested in in learning a little bit more um we'll send out a poll right now we'll uh if you'd like to do a more in-depth demonstration um we, uh, we can make sure that our team can follow up with you so that this way you can learn a little bit more about the details of how, what that actually looks like. So, send that out uh, right now. Um, but with that being said, going over to technology in, in, in general. So, I'm going go to go to this one uh, for you, Tim. What, what, um, what digital member offerings do you see uh, performing the best? Or do you think that will perform the best during this time? So this could be things like uh, maybe a $10 membership in order for, for Legion, or it could be, you know, uh, you know higher price, price training. You know, we're seeing a lot of different ideas for as far as how to structure an offering from, from, from our clients. So some people will go in the route where I just want make to make it very cheap. Make it easy for people in order to l- learn about my business. And we also have people who are on the other uh, extreme where they ma- they have a philosophy that, you know, I want to make sure that I'm still getting the same bang for my buck uh, if I'm going to be using this as a, a personal training tool and still investing the same amount of hours. So they'll go with high price points, 100, 200, sometimes more.
4: Sure. So uh, a couple of things. So the first is um, just kind of a, a, a language clarification, which is we're not planning anything for right now we believe right now is going to be the new now it's there it, you know it's not going to be like somebody flips the switch and go oh, okay you know that was that was fun to be at home but you know now let me get back to the, the way things used to be we believe that there's going to be a a, a longer tail to this um so so as far as structuring uh, i think you have to have a value ladder which covers as many people as as you can um and we believe very strongly in running some kind of free promotion. Um, we don't do LBOs or anything like that. Um, everything we do uh, has to do with basically attracting interest because um, pay trials don't really work uh, anymore. We were the pioneer of the six-week challenge. Um, that's even starting to, to, to tail off. And, and so we're seeing some other things with, uh, uh, that, are, that are getting greater uh, uh, engagement. So I think that it's not an either or. I think you have to have both. So what is, what is the attraction that you want to bring forward in order to get somebody to come in, which most people then run some kind of evaluation process. So like, cool, Kalen comes in, is Kalen, you know, maybe right now is not the time, maybe it's financial or fit or something else. What free offer can you give them? Is it inclusion in a Facebook group? Is it um, a newsletter? Is it a, you know, kind of what does that look like? Because then you can just build, you know, you you can build it, uh, build your, build your list if you will. If somebody comes in and says, cool, you know, uh, Derek might be the kind of person who came in, it's like, listen, you know, I've been thinking about this for a long time, the pain is high, I need to do something, you know, what do you have for me? Well, what have you done before? Well, gyms don't generally work, I really need more than that. Cool, well, our, our higher tier option might be the right one for you because you've tried all these other things. So I think you have to be flexible in, in, in breadth, if you will. Um, and personally, uh, so I've been a gym owner for 10 years, When we launched, we had a single price point. And the reality is both in in human nature as well as today, especially, people want something that fits them. And when you have one price or one offer or one hook or whatever it is, you are only going to cater to a very small part of the marketplace. And anyone else you attract, you're kind of shoehorning into that, that, that box, if you will. You have to be inherently flexible because people want to be met where they are. Uh, and being able to to, to uh, kind of tailor your your language, your offering, your fulfillment to those different uh, kind of uh, people, if you will, um, those personas, I think is important mm-hmm. as you as you look forward.
0: Yeah, and
2: uh, a question that 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 came through dur- during this time. I think this is maybe a little bit specific to uh, the specific programming and membership model that they have. This one comes from Pradag. So Tim, on this one, uh, we are offering free programming. Uh, we are a membership-based community center. Uh, members are uh, access fees monthly. And the, the question here is, you know, they no longer may be able to charge to help to cover instructor costs. What would be an ex- acceptable uh, fee during this time? I think that means like a, m- a monthly fee.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Sure. And, and one thing that I, I didn't cover, but I think this is something that uh, is important. We see fulfillment in three, with three ways. There's fitness, nu- uh, accountability, and nutrition. And we believe that you have to touch on all three of those. Even if you can't do them all yourself, you need to still speak to them because those are the three legs uh, of the stool that we believe you need to have to be successful. So... Uh, To answer the question, you can always have kind of a a free offering, but then what else is there? So maybe the free offering includes access to a to a general Facebook group where you put general information in. But then you can have your VIP group. Literally name it your, you know, your put VIP in there, like you know, we've got a VIP group. What does that mean? You get some kind of higher tier level of service, maybe you get daily check-ins instead of weekly or you know, one-on-one instead of group. You know, think about the levers that you have. Uh, and, and the market will tell you, um, we actually are big proponents of surveying because people will Mm -hmm. say, you know, how can I support you better? Uh, what else aren't we doing that you'd like, like to see us do? Uh, and if you see some trends there, I think it's, uh, you know, if you want ideas here? I mean, especially as you're kind of going forward, um, call a local uh, we, ha- we actually called like the local appliance dealer once, you know, that sells ovens and you know, things like that, and said they always have connections with uh, um, like private chefs in the area or chefs in the area. Get one of them mm-hmm. to do a virtual zoom at home cooking class. You know, I'm just you, know, yep. we did it live, but you can do it like. Think about things that might be kind of experience based, whatever you can put together, um, but I think there people are always looking for kind of what else is there uh, and you again have a couple of different tiers doesn't have to be crazy you know if you're just trying to cover your costs and things like that, you know you can price it at you know like a you know even ten to twenty dollars a week or something like that you know and depends on the, the value the value stack you put together
2: yeah you know we we've actually been getting that question question a lot and um, so, so I, I don't want to speak for you, but for a deck on, uh, as far as where the question kind of, uh, came from. Um, so correct us if I'm wrong, go ahead and throw it in the chat. So maybe we can clarify, but in the conversations that we've been having with some, some clients and prospective clients about the pricing is they're nervous because they see a lot of these free offerings that are being put out there and flooding the, flooding the, the community. And so th- there's a bit of fear as far as, am I going to be, Going to be able to get away with charging anything for this because I mean everybody's putting something out there and it's and it's for free.
4: Yeah, so a couple of things. I mean, Junior, I'm curious your thoughts on this as well. Uh, but you know, from from our perspective, you have to think about the things that are commoditized right now. Um, you know, if you do a Google search for you know for online uh, you know workout. Lots of places have, have also provided things complimentary during this period of time. So if you can't like, what can you compete on? I will tell you right now that Peloton and other people cannot do one-on-one coaching, direct like accountability coaching, for example. So they can provide great content and you know, other platforms you know, are providing content. I don't think content's the play. I think you have to see you know, Susie who has a goal who needs someone to help them, is not gonna be catered to in that way. So think about you know, what are the two-way opportunities that you might have. You have the opportunity to be personal. And I think that's where most of us can compete. Um, and I know Ginger does a great job you know, with, with his facility, uh, reaching out to his members, he's been super proactive. That's tough to replicate, and it also creates a ton of stickiness both now and into the future. Maybe you do a two-for-one play or something like that. You know, there's all sorts of things. You know, bring a friend or whatever it might be. You know how do you leverage their standing in the community?
7: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a,
0: those are great points. The, the, the reality of the, the free or the cheap or the whatever's happening on social media, uh, I always believe is a good thing. The more that I see competition out there or the more that I see people trying to get into our field, the more I realize we're in the right place. Uh, If you show me any business that has a ton of competition, I'll show you a few businesses that are very, very successful. And that is the bottom line. Having said that, we're not competing in content, guys. Uh, For every guy who's out of work right now, construction worker or waiter, server, bartender, who now is flipping around dumbbells in their front yard, let them do that. We are not selling content. Right? When a guy comes to the gym and he says, man, I want to get in the best shape of my life, and I used to do this, that, and the other, what he's really coming to you for, he's coming to you for the guidance so he doesn't mess it up. He's coming because he doesn't know all of the answers. right? Google has been giving away free workouts for 10 years, and many guys are doing that. That is not what we're competing against. So the, the reality, again, what we keep talking about is you have to get back to work you've got to get on the horn, you've got to service your clients, you've got to monitor progress, you've got to build out macronutrition plans, and you have to hold them accountable. Uh, For us, this is not something new in a way, but I also, my business has not really suffered the attrition rate that other businesses have, and I, I really owe that all to the fact that we hone in on what we have. We treat our membership base, if you will, as our sports team. So we're not looking to always add guys on the football team. We got a 53-man roster that needs to get to the Super Bowl, period, end of story. If somebody wants to jump on board, of course we'll welcome them, but our business model is based on promoting from within. We always service the client first. We ask for referrals through that business. It's an old model. I know some of you new guys have never heard of that, but it's the way we used to run the gyms back in the old days. And nowadays, you know, everybody throws an Instagram out, out there and, they, and they're just waiting for the doors to come flooding in. Um, don't worry about those guys. Encourage them. I get on those posts when I see the guy doing the Harvo kettlebell swing. I get on there. I say, man, good stuff. Keep it coming. I Man, get those guys rolling. You know what I mean? Uh, the more people that are out there, the more people that will come to you later. For every 10 people that go and click on that guy's free workout and do his one free workout for 10 days in a row, they're going to be like, that wasn't that bad what else is out there oh for 25 bucks i can work with a certified professional look at all his cool content oh he offers meal plans accountability check-ins weight, blah blah blah. it's a no-brainer guys no-brainer
2: awesome all righty guys so it looks like we're two minutes over um so if you guys have participated in the webinars before we're going to stay on for another uh, 15, 20 minutes in order to uh, answer any of the questions that have come through. Also, during this time, you know, if if you had some questions that you wanted to ask throughout, uh, feel free and throw those through on our end. We also, um, if you'd like to go ahead and, and speak and, and maybe your question needs a little bit more of like an explanation about the circumstances of your particular area and that. Uh, raise your hand as well during this time. You have the ability in order to go ahead and do that. And if you feel comfortable chatting, we can unmute you so that this way you can join in on the, uh, on the conversation. And even of course, because we know there's a lot of smart people who are, are on the call as well and doing some other things. If you have some things to share, same thing, raise a hand. We can, uh, uh, we can uh, have that go in there as well. So gotcha. I so- see oh, here comes the hands. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Brandon, as you were talking, Caitlin was, was eager. So uh, Brandon, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, allow you to talk. So just know that your mic will be open in, uh, in a couple seconds. So looking forward to your question, and feel free to address it directly or
3: kind of more uh, generically as well. I don't necessarily have any questions. I actually been with Virtual Gym for about uh, two years now. I uh, we'll opened open up with Virtual Gym, my own my own uh, portal, uh, twenty eighteen, August eighth, twenty eighteen, and um, I'm still. I mean, I'm still just scratching the surface of what Virtual Gym offers uh, as far, I mean, Virtual Gym can can run anything between, uh, you know, just something simply online to an entire gym if it wants to. And it's constantly uh, evolving. And so um, I would definitely say that the, uh, I was making a comment earlier in the chat about the video on demand. I was just actually on a call about that with uh, Robin, not too long ago, uh, just contemplating on that and really uh, looking into that and thinking about the combination of what it can really offer. Um, between that and basically, like like someone like you mentioned earlier, checking in on clients, offering still staying personal is really un- untouchable. I have really my gym that I was working in actually shut down due to this situation, of course. But you know, my clients were still like, "Well, what do we do?" I said, "Well, come on, I I can still take care of you." Um, and, and Virtual Gym made that very easy, um, to be able to do, and it and it you can really, it's kind of almost impossible. Like you said earlier, um, I forgot his name, Junior. You, if it's something you want to do, you're gonna you don't have a choice. Otherwise, you're gonna sit at home try to wait this thing out and be broke and not pay your because people still want their rent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my landlord. My landlord is like, look, you can break it up, but you, st- you still owe us rent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you can, so, you can sit back and like, if this is what you want to do, I mean, you, you're gonna have to. A uh, junior like said, adapt. You know, um, as they say um, in one branch of the military, I think it's, I think it's the. Um, I, I, I want to say it's the uh, Marines, um, uh, adapt and overcome. So again, it, like. This is like I'm I'm all for this. I I have not missed a beat, honestly. Um because I was able to transfer my clients in, over into this and, and and offer them uh the platform that um I've had with Virtual Jump for the longest. So I'm I, I definitely uh will will push this on anyone that seems that, that are on the edge and not sure what to do. Um Definitely. I mean, it's it's again. That's where. Uh, what's his name? He just said it. Um, about being personal. I I have clients all the time. Or I've, I've had people in the past go. Well, well, I can, I can get on the internet and, and just look up free workouts. I mean, that's. I mean, why would I pay for that? I said because it's not mm-hmm. personal. I said you can, but what happens when it's not catered to you? I said I don't. I, this, this is what I, this is this and this this shuts everybody down when I say this. I said I've never charged a person for one exercise at all. I never have. I don't charge for exercises. That stuff is free. I charge you for my programming, period. Mm -hmm. That's what magic is. That's what I charge you for. I charge you for programming. I can't charge you for exercises because you can go to your room right now and do push-ups for free. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to charge you for that. (laughs) But if I say we're going to structure it now, we're going to work on some eccentrics today. We're going to work on some negatives. We're going to work on actually uh uh, doing some uh plyos today now i'm charging you for my programming but i ain't charging you for exercises so yeah you're right it is exercises are free you are absolutely correct but my programming is not (laughs) but it's personal because you can go youtube uh pinterest all you want to and that's fine do the little eight thousand squats a day challenge that's cool whatever when that gets bored and it's not working for you then what you're going to have to do something, and that's where it's still personal, and people try to remove that personal out of personal, but it's personal. Like uh, the guy mentioned earlier, that's a difference in what you can do versus what someone that is, uh, you know, like Peloton or any of those mass classes do. It's not personal. I mean, it's great you go in there, change it up a little bit, sure, get a little camaraderie of a, of a community. That's fine. It has its perks. It's still not personal for you specifically. So as long as you're not looking for something specifically to be done for you, I tell clients, "Hey, as long as you're not looking for something specific, then go for it." But if you want something specifically done, you're gonna have you're gonna have to cross over into in, into personal training. That's what it is. It's personal for you. Rants over. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Done.
2: No, it was <laughs> great. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And the other the other thing is, I'm gonna go ahead and just put my my email in here as well, um, so that this way. Yeah, we can definitely keep in contact. There was a lot of things that I'd love to follow, follow up on as well. Um, so feel free to reach out to us, anybody on, on the team. I'm sure the panelists as well can, uh, would be more than happy in order to, to connect, in order to help you uh, maximize the most during this time. So appreciate you, you jumping on, Brandon.
3: Thanks. All right.
5: So, so next up, I think we have Elixir Executive Exercise Studio. Um, so I'm going to bring them in for, for their question now.
6: Guys, hi, my name is Alexis, and uh, I'm the owner of Elixir Gym Network from Greece, from Thessaloniki. Oh, wow, uh, oh,
2: welcome.
6: Yes, hi. Uh, at first, uh, I would like to, to thank you about this great software that you are developing, you, you are developing for us. I'm almost two years with Virtual Gym. Uh, and I'm running at this time, six, six studios at Thessaloniki, Greece. And I'm not, uh, I'm, unfortunately, I'm, uh, I'm not uh, uh, having all the benefits from your software. This is my fault, of course. And from last, uh, this last uh, two months, i I'm, uh, I'm using this uh, software uh, as much as i can and i want to to ask you i'm using the the live streaming from youtube and uh, can you tell me if the cyber safety it's it's okay you know we are using the, uh, the URL in the appointment in the booking session and how, how safe is this and what about the music, have you done any uh, arrangements about that? It's a matter that is, uh, is concerns us a lot.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Uh, and so, in uh in our in our last webinar that we did last week, um, we had, uh, Sheldon from Universal Athletic Club who uh, who joined, as well as uh, Becky from a YMCA. And so one of the things that we were discussing was, you know, what's the benefit of using a Zoom over a YouTube at the time? And the question about music also also. Came up, and so as you guys know, YouTube uh, will block videos that don't have the copyrighted uh, music on there, and so that's one of the drawbacks to to that platform. And so um, uh, that that was one of the the pieces of, of on the music side. So they went they use Zoom, and then they also have a subscription to a music provider that they also run through Zoom as well that can play at the the same time as. The instructor is giving the the cues, and so that was at least the way that it was uh, it was addressed by uh, by the, that customer. Uh, Junior, uh, on, on your end, how are you how are you addressing the, the music and the the security piece? I think I heard two pieces of that question.
0: Yeah, so the music piece yes. is really interesting. Um, we have one of our head coaches, uh, great coach by the way, Laura Pelosi from Brazil. She's a spin instructor as well. And so she had a mixer. She has a mixer on her computer that allows you to uh, mix so that it doesn't override your microphone. I unfortunately don't have that. So we have been uh, doing the best we can. We literally were playing the music through the laptop. Uh, we were using Google Play. So in our gym, we have the Sono system and we tie in Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, et cetera. So on my laptop, we just have the Google Play workout tracks plan while we strive, to, uh, while we stream the live workouts. As far mm-hmm. as the security thing goes, I'm not too certain on how all that works. We have tied our, uh, live stream zoom links directly into those web banners as we talked about before. Um, so Alex, mm-hmm. if that's something that you're interested in rather than putting those links in the schedule calendar, because, um, they're just not clickable yet. So they're not a hyperlink, uh, um, active when you open up your phone or open up the app but you mm-hmm. can make it hyperlinked and clickable if you put them in the web banners which is found in the little marketing section of the of the system there so that might be a, a quick fix I'm not too sure uh, the approach on, uh, on the uh, safety side of the security though not my realm
2: yeah as far as like access though I remember when we, when we were first first chatting um, when you, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when you first went to the, to the Zoom classes, you, you mentioned that you uh, had the access to where it would automatically allow people in. Have you changed those security settings to no, ask for, okay.
0: We didn't. So one of the things that I'm sure a lot of you guys know by now is Zoom does give you the option to require a password uh, so you can lock the meetings. And we did not do that. The second thing was uh, we found it was much easier to not have a waiting room created. This way nobody got left behind or forgotten. Um, so we, take all, we disable those options for the live group classes. Uh, this way when somebody gets in there, they're in there and they don't need a password. It makes it nice and simple. And from the aesthetic side of using the app, it's much easier and it looks much smoother when they see your branded content, they click the button and they're in the workout. It doesn't ask them for anything. So it just looks aesthetically smoother as well. Excellent. So
5: I would say, I believe uh, the name was Alexis, if I'm not mistaken.
6: Yes, Alexis. Yeah, yes.
5: yes. So I would recommend for you to, to reach out the support team. They'd be happy to, to show you basically to set it up how, how Junior has done, because one of the huge benefits that addresses your question specifically is if you're adding the link as a hyperlink and you add it shortly before the session, uh, it's it's better for your security because no one had the ability to potentially publish this, um, so it minimized the time uh, that people would have to access it. Because we're all seeing these pranks that are being done on, on YouTube of college lectures, mm-hmm. etc. The the problem is is they're publishing these links, and you know potentially having um, recurring links. So this link's accessible maybe you know every Tuesday, whatever it may be, uh, and, and that's the issue. So uh, our support team would be happy to set it up. Uh, kind of how junior had mentioned in that way uh, you'll have uh, less opportunity for them to do that
6: okay, really Doug, thank you. If
0: I can add two things uh, now that you mentioned that that is a perk because in the system you're allowed to set up a time frame of when your marketing ads are available so for example if we have a if we have a 10 a.m workout our mm-hmm. banner is available from 945 to 10 15. So once it's, once that half hour window's gone, it's over. and secondly, as a bonus for us as uh, the gym owners or the co- coaches, it forces people to use your app, which is the the main goal anyway. Yep.
5: Got you. so so thank you, Alexis. Uh, please do reach out. kaylin do we, do thank we have time? Much. Thank you so much. Do we have yeah. time for one more question or you think it's, it's time um, to end this session?
2: So I'm, I'm happy to go for one more, but I also want to be respectful of, of everybody's time. I, I know that you guys might have appointments and that in order to jump into. Would it be all right, Tim and Junior, if we took one more? Yep. yep. All right.
5: So I, I do apologize because I see there are several questions. I have no other fair way to do it than just take by who's, on the the top of the list that I see. And for me, that's Will at the moment. So Will, last name, uh, C-O-I-X. I'm going ahead and allowing you to to talk here now. Hi.
7: Um, Yeah. So I am a a business owner of Power Boxing and Fitness, we've been in business for about four years now. And, you know, we've never had a problem staying open. Yeah, there's been a couple hiccups here and there. But obviously with the virus going on, it's affected us a lot. And, you know, I'm trying to stay on top of things. And at first, I really did not want to do like an online thing because, you know, I'm like, I guess, a little bit old school. But I'm also new school. And in boxing, you know, you do need a coach to hold the mids and really fine tune it. And we do offer like a boxing fitness class. And I guess this is where I would go mostly. And really my question is, is like, how can I develop a program so I can make all parties happy and not overwork myself and have two separate programs and try to promote two different types of things. And I'm kind of upset because I messed, I missed, I messed up and had my own Facebook live, uh, uh online class uh and and i completely missed like the first half of it but uh, i'm glad i'm able to answer ask a question so if you can just help me out understand a little bit more about what virtual gym is and i apologize for missing it earlier just to wanted to know like how i could uh help all the people who go to my gym the boxers and the fitness community
2: Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for, for the question, Will, and um, as far as just giving you a, a quick overview, I can give you the, the quick, quick spiel, um, but we'll definitely follow up as well so that this way we can give you a more thorough demonstration of the, the technology itself. But awesome. very, very quickly is it's a, it's a member en- engagement platform. And so what we want to do is we want to help you to create as many touch points as possible with your clients so that this way they have that connection with your brand. And so you're already doing that using a, uh, using your in-person uh, cues that you may have. So a facility walkthrough, et cetera. We want to add to that using technology so that this way you're able to engage with your members 24 seven, whether they're in with you in person and you're tracking their exercises, you know, using the app it's, it itself, or maybe they're, a, they're away from you. So uh, they wake up in the morning, they have a stretching routine that they, so they can go ahead and access right away. Maybe they're stressed at lunch and they want to take some time in order to meditate. So you have a, a group uh, set up. So it's like a private group, private Facebook where they can load a meditation uh, video and then go, go through that. And all the while, you know, sending them a little reminder that, oh, your class is gonna be later on today you know, at, at 6 p.m. at your normal time. So rather than just having that one brand touch point you know, where it'll be when they're with you in the class, your brand is interacting with them 24 hours so that this way it's more sticky. Uh, and we use technology touch points with what you're doing as well in person.
7: Cool. And so I guess what I'm trying to get to also is, you know, when it comes down to the actual boxing training, you know, I'm teaching people how to throw a jab, how to, how to do a specific footwork uh, drill or how to turn and pivot right on their punches. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can't help everybody if I have, you know, like a certain person who wants to compete down the line and then someone who just wants to lose weight. Is there a way that in, in this, virtual gym, I could, uh, you know, is there help that I can get help developing my program? Because this is all so new to me that every time I get a certain person who comes into the gym, I'm able to direct them to the class of, of the right time, at the right place, um, and you know, when, when it's time to open up again, you know, I, I, obviously if it goes well, I would want to continue it as another way to give them more value in my services. So when they're, you know, have they want to get a lunch break, they can, you know, throw some punches in the air or something or have their own workout when they're on vacation. I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is, is there some way to help develop the program so I've seen a lot of people who have these, I you know, build your own online programs and whatnot. So I didn't know how you guys, you know, handle all that stuff.
2: Yeah, that's actually a, a good one. And I, I know uh, Junior has martial arts as well within his, his uh, offerings. And we were chatting a little bit about how he is uh, going through that right now during the, uh, during the uh, social distancing Mm-hmm. So you want to sh- shed a bit of light, a little bit of light on how you approach that, Junior?
6: Yeah.
7: Hey, what's up, Will? Hey, where are you, where are you? Where's your space located? Uh, it's well, it's in a suburb uh, outside of Chicago. The town is actually called West Chicago, and it's just a, it's a town outside of Chicago, about th- 45 minutes away from the city. Um, right it's, it's, an, it's in more of an industrial area. So it's not, too, it's not very commercialized where we're at. It's like a warehouse pretty much.
0: That's really cool, man. I, I think uh, just listening to that, I would encourage you to sh- surely get your stuff online because you'll broaden your reach much, much further than West Chicago, first of all. Um, second of all, to answer your question right now, there, there are definitely options for building your program in the system and, and, and finding easy ways to schedule it. Um, I'd be more than happy to help you. I'm sure there's some people of support that would do it as well. Um, But if you look through what's happening right now on social media, online, uh, the top guys in the world are doing the same thing you're going to do, right? So for a second, at least for the coming weeks, days, uh, the playing field is pretty level. Um, Some of the top martial artists on earth have streamed all of their stuff online. They're breaking down techniques and offering conditioning workouts. Uh, for you in your specific scenario, I would challenge you to think about this um, as a short duration time, you know, maybe build a conditioning program for your competitive fighters and a separate at-home fight fitness workout for those groups, uh, and maybe deem it in your mind as a uh, 4, 8, 12, 16-week conditioning program, and if it happens to be over sooner than that, then you're okay. Okay. But furthermore, once you've built this system out once, you can monetize this over and over and over and over again because there'll be people forever um, looking for avenues to get boxing into their fitness profile. Uh, We have done exactly that. We offer uh, our classes actually called Fight Fit. And we stream those online, but our coaches have gone ahead and put together 25-minute workout programs. And we'll compile these, breaking down jabs, pivoting on your foot, and then at-home workouts for people that have a heavy bag, people that don't have any equipment. Uh, and then you can run these features all the time. The really interesting part about or cool part for you, Will, is if you're in a small area now, maybe a lot of people don't know you're there. This is a good way for people to get a, a taste of what your style's like. And then when all this blows over, they'll come and be your in-person client as well. Okay. I wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, brother.
2: Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Junior, and and Tim. I know you guys consult with a lot of different uh, or organizations and fitness businesses, uh, and I can definitely imagine there are very unique challenges uh, for businesses like like Wills that are you know uh, often combat in person in that. What are you, what are you seeing as far as um, best uh, best practices, and what are you advising to your clients?
4: Yeah. So most of our clients are are primarily circled around or focused on some kind of weight loss solution
2: um, rather
4: than kind of competitive fighting. Uh, so in that case, there are ancillary services or other value propositions that we've been able to bring forward, especially, you know, in a remote setting. Um, but at the end of the day, kind of general, general health wellness is been is the banner that most of them have, tra- have have moved to. Some of them have tried to do, uh, you know, group training. Like right now we, we put uh Eight or nine of our best coaches um, together, and so they actually we actually run sixteen live uh, training sessions every day, uh, seven days a week for our groups. Um, So all of our our entire community can all access those, Uh, and that's been a a great value add. Some of those have been more. the, either either boxing or something else. Um, they're not all straight fitness. So we've just tried to kind of capture as many of the interests as possible uh, across the different uh, different verticals.
2: Nice. Well, uh, again, guys, want to say thank you so much for taking the time in order to to meet today. Uh, I think we'll uh, uh, call it a, call it a session here. So thank you guys so much for for taking the time in order to join us. Uh, thank you, uh, Junior and Tim, for for sharing your wisdom uh, again in the session as well. I, really appreciate it. And I'm sure everybody who's here appreciates, uh, appreciates it as well. So thank you guys and have a good rest of the day, everybody.
5: Thank you guys. Well, take, take care. You. Thank you all. Hey, take care, everyone. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, feedback, or would like to hear more about Virtua Gym, please contact us at webinars at And we look forward to you joining us on the next podcast.
6: Some call it insight.
0: Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from. From a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture. And whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective. And open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com RIA. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC.